Not afraid to tell it like it is. A very smart cookie. The Andy Griffin Show. On News Radio 890, 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Hey, everybody. Thank you and welcome to the show today. I'm Andy Griffin. Great to be here. A windy day today, but that's the way things go. Going to cool things down a little bit, so we're not going to complain. Uh, it is Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show, and I am a mayor. A new mayor, as a matter of fact, on the program today. Keen Ellsworth is with me. Keen is the mayor of Tokerville. Keen, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. We had your predecessor on uh, a few months ago. I honestly don't remember how long. It's been at least six months. But uh, uh, Lynn Chamberlain came on and talked about what's going to happen out in Tokerville and the, the tremendous growth and I guess uh, made, uh, I don't know if made uh, possible by the new reservoir coming in, but certainly made a lot easier with the new reservoir coming in. Uh, so we want to talk about that and some of the things that are happening in uh, that part of uh, the hurricane area at Tokerville. Laverkin's kind of tuck, stuck in the middle there, but let's talk about you a little bit first, Keen. Tell us about yourself. Uh, uh, I know you have, uh, is it seven children? Is that right? I do, yes. Seven children. Right now I have six grandchildren as well. All right. Way to go. Yeah, yeah, Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of fun. Where are your kids all located? Are they in the Vegas area? Or? No, no. They're scattered. Uh, oh. I have a, a daughter um, with two children. Uh, she and her husband live in, in Michigan. Oh, wow. Um, I have another daughter uh, and her husband and son live, they just moved to uh, North Carolina. Uh, then I have a away. son and uh, and his wife. When they have uh, two daughters, they live in um, Cedar City. Okay. And then everyone's just kind of have another daughter that lives up in Salt Lake City. And then do you have any um, left at home? I have one daughter left at home. Oh. Yes, the 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 baby of the group. Not quite empty nest. No, but she's a senior. So okay. uh, and if she has. If anyone's ever had senioritis, it is her. She's. <laughs> I had a pretty bad keen. Yeah, did you? Well, maybe maybe it's worse than. But uh, <laughs> no, she's doing great, and I, I'm proud of her, and I'm proud of all my children. They're they're all great. I have one that lives right here in St. George as well, and everybody's. I feel very fortunate. I have a daughter who is 18 as well, a senior. Uh, although she graduated early and has been up in Cedar City going to school. Ah, uh, so SUU. She, she wanted to get it. Yeah, she wanted to get a head start on education yeah. and everything. So. Uh, One of those uh, overachievers, huh? Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just to get away from mom and dad. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's an overachiever too. Then. So we're empty nesters <laughs> a little early. Well, congratulations to you. Well. Yeah, I look I look very much forward to it. It's uh, and and this is nothing against my wife, but it's a weird thing to come home and not have to worry about what the kids are doing or who needs to go where or what's what's going on. You come home and it's like. Oh, it's just us. I mean, it's great. I was going to say, that sounds wonderful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love uh, our house is frequently very busy and loud, but I love it when I come home and it's just quiet and peaceful. So how long have you been in Tokersville, Keen? So we, I've been in Tokersville about uh, 12 years. We're going on 13 years now. Yeah, okay. I moved there um, uh, because, you know what, it, it's a strange thing. We, we, my wife and I just happened to be driving through. Uh, mm -hmm. We used to have... a a place up on Cedar Mountain, and we decided to take a different route yeah. um, and drove through Togerville, and we both loved it, just fell in love with the, the feel and with the looks, and we just thought, man, this is a great place. Little did we know that within about two years, we would be moving there. Yeah, craziness. Uh, you, uh, wh where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh... So I grew up in southern Arizona, 
Okay. Um, a little a little farming ranching community. My father uh, ran cattle and farmed mm. potatoes and cotton. Uh, that's so, what so I you knew. You ride a horse. I, I do, and, <laughs> and I know how to rope as well, right? right? I won't say I'm very good at it anymore, but <laughs> I certainly roped when I was uh, growing up there. Uh, the town there was called Queen Creek. Queen Back Creek. then, it was a tiny little place, much mm-hmm. like Tokerville is today. Is it close to something we would recognize? Uh, I don't Mesa, know Gilbert, oh, oh, Chandler. Okay. Yeah, I went to Chandler to High School. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the southeast corner of that Phoenix Valley. Okay, very cool. And uh, education, you're you're a, you're an attorney, correct? Okay, we agreed that you weren't going to say that on the radio, <laughs> but no, I'm joking. Of course, yes, yes, I'm an attorney. Uh, I, I'm licensed to practice law in Nevada and Arizona. I don't practice in Utah. Okay, uh, I live in Utah, uh, uh, but it's a it's a it's been a great career for me, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's a it's a good thing. You know, there's I do a lot of litigation. Um, and there's a part of me that loves that. There's yeah. another part of me that, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's always adversarial. And, yeah. and I, I, enjoy, I like to be a peacemaker. I like to be one that puts deals together and moves forward and not fighting over the past. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way. I'm kind of a peacemaker. So the confrontation isn't for me. Although I will say this, I love to win. And I'm sure you as know an what? attorney, you love to win. You love to win and you hate to lose. <laughs> That's very true. Well, there you go. If you want to, if you if you're a competitive person, perhaps being a lawyer might be for you someday. If anybody <laughs> out there listening, thinking about what they want to do, you have to put living. on a thick skin too, because you get called a lot of <laughs> bad things that, that are absolutely that. not true, but they people do it anyway because they look for someone to blame for their hardships, and you got to be able to take it. So you've been there. You said about twelve years with the family, or did they join you a little bit later? Or no, you... no, with the family. We so moved raised, there. In in some in some ways, you raised most of your kids there. We, we did, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, uh, we had two that graduated from high school in in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the rest have all graduated from Hurricane High School. Oh, very cool. Well, one more to graduate. Within a couple of months, but now there's some Ellsworths in in this area. Are you related to them? The Ellsworth name is relatively uncommon. So, so yes, but it's distant. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't reached out to all of them. I've reached out to a couple of them um, to figure out where the connections were. But but yeah, and, and there always seems to be a connection not too far back. It's usually yeah. fourth or fifth cousins at, at most, but somewhere in that range. Well, tell me about Tokersville. It's funny. You talk about falling in love with Tokerville. You drove through. You fell in love with what it was. Tokerville right now is... is on the cusp of a lot of big, big change. Does that mean that Keen and Sonny Ellsworth are going to fall out of love with Tokerville, or <laughs> are you going to try to manage it in such a way as mayor so you can still be in love with it? That, that is a great way to put it. <laughs> and the answer is the, the latter. We, I mean, I, I've mentioned this before. If, if I could wave a magic wand and, and stop the growth, I mm-hmm. would. Um, because I love the small town feel. I love the small town environment. Um, I love it being quiet. Uh, but, but that's not really, it, we would be naive to think that we could do that. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's growth is coming and, and you can see it. It's, it's like the wave of a sea. You see the wave coming and, <laughs> and if you don't prepare for it, it'll just knock you over. Yeah. And, and that's what's happening. You, you, we see it in Washington city. And you see it in a hurricane. It's just that wave is moving north, and and we're next in line, and 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 many are already there, staking their claim to the growth that they want to see happen. And so, we in Tokerville are doing our best to to manage it and to you know to keep it 
on track with what we feel is appropriate and acceptable under the circumstances, right? Yeah, well, in, in the Western United States, we value uh, property owners and, and being a, I own land, I should be able to do within reason what I want with my land. And and so when I talk to every mayor keen about this, it's like, well, you want to stop growth, right? And they're like, well, it'd be nice, but I can't tell people they can't use their own land that they paid for and they own. And that's, I guess, one of the things you run into when you're a leader of a city. Yes, but there is much you can do, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's much to be done by way of, of making sure that, um, oh, that the city codes are up to date and mm-hmm. take into consideration the new types of development. For, for example, Tokerville's code did not have any reference to any type of a, um, um, a marijuana facility or a cannabis facility, um, n- nor was there any mention of anything related um, uh, to, to uh, uh, cigarette sales or things like that, uh, which, you know, again, those are private industries, and, and as long as it's a, a legal industry within the state of Nevada, well, we were really not going to stop it, but what we can do is, is adopt ordinances to encourage it to be in certain locations that are more compatible with the city and with the residents. Hmm. And that's the, what we're doing. The, um, one, one of the things that I thought was really cool, and, and I know you do, I don't know if the right word is a bypass, but you managed to, it, 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 in Tokerville, keep the main part of, of old Tokerville the way it was, by, the way, by way of getting the main road that's going to have all these people coming uh, around the old part of Tokerville. Uh, tell us how that all came about and, and, and if you had anything to do with that. So, and, and you're right, that bypass road is really important to us um, uh, for multiple reasons. Mainly, though, mainly to prevent us from being overrun. Mm-hmm. So, so, historically, SR-17 goes right down through Tokerville. And, but it was never meant to handle the traffic load right. that it sees today. Right? So, we worked diligently with... Um, uh, state officials and with private parties to come up with a way to fund a, this bypass road. Uh, now, the, the road was discussed long before I ever came to Tocqueville. In fact, it was discussed when I was only about three or four years old. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah we found some paperwork that shows that back in, in 1969 was the first time the citizens of Tocqueville had written to the state about a, a road to uh, to go to bypass the old town of Tokerville. Hmm. Well, it's finally happening, right? Um, and so, uh, uh, did I have involvement? A- absolutely. In in the last four or five years, um, because because when when I, I I got was on the city council first for about uh, let's say I was on the city council for six years. During that tenure, um, I had conversations with UDOT, and and one of the representatives from UDOT told me very clearly, Keen. UDOT's not going to build you a road. <laughs> we would rather take SR-17 where it is right now in downtown Tokerville and expand it out to five lanes. Oh, boy. Then we would build a new houses. Yes, and that's what it would do, right? And that's yeah. when everything changed for me. That's when I thought, oh, wait a minute. That is absolutely unacceptable for, for, for us that live in that area, right? I mean, yeah. we're talking, by the way, on that route, there's about 70 driveways, okay? So that's a lot of people, and mm-hmm. that's just not something we wanted to have. And that's when, that's when I finally became a believer that the bypass road 
is our better alternative, hmm. right? I mean, uh, uh, we don't want to lose the downtown feel that we have. So that's when I, I saw what others were already had started many years ago and, and picked up the, the effort with them. And I shouldn't say picked up, I should say joined with them in that effort to get that road funded and built. And so right now, we've, I'm really, I really appreciate the efforts of private parties and of um, the state of Utah because now that is about 95% of it's funded and they are out there moving dirt as we speak. And we I'm speak. excited to see it get done. Um, do, do you feel like that it's mission accomplished as far as being able to preserve what was there? Is, or is it still going to affect what's happening? Is what's happening going to affect old Tokerville? So I don't want to say that mission accomplished, that it'll never, that t- old town Tokerville will never change. It will change. Mm-hmm. Change is inevitable. There's change always. Right. But mission accomplished as to slowing that down and protecting the old time Tokerville and protecting mm-hmm. our, our quiet area right uh, now we can have we have a parade every year now we can put it back on srs well the old sr 17 we put it back on our main street yeah. where before we had to move it off onto a side street because you know it was just too busy of a road it was just too busy too many vehicles yeah. so yes i'm very happy about that we will slow down that growth as it affects old town tokerville um but it's it's not going to stop change it's just going to Slow it down, and this will slow it down significantly for the downtown. I, you know, I'm I'm comfortable that in the next 20 years, um, we're not going to see the kind of change we otherwise would have seen. Yeah. We'll still see a little bit, but not like it was on the bypass road. However, that's where we're going to see significant growth. Well, and and I didn't. I guess I realized this, but never thought about it. How much commercial there is there right now in Tokerville, Utah? Zero. That would be zero, folks. Zero. No, there's no gas station. There's no, no grocery store. No. There's nothing. No restaurants even. No. Uh, so when you talk about change. Hey, hey, we effect. do have a post office. So, okay. all right, and that's not retail, but we got something there, and I love our post office. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh <laughs> So when when Keen when you're talking about change and and up on where the bypass is going to be, I assume that you know I mean, when you build something like that, commercial wants to come and there's going to be you know a Maverick or a Terribles or whatever it's, it's going to come. It is, and, and in fact, um, we already have one um, a travel center a group that has purchased land already, and they intend to break ground if not by the end of this year, certainly next year. Um, and that is SAP Brothers, uh, S-A-P-P. Hmm. They're a, a, a travel center group, great establishment, great kind people. Kind of like a flying J type? Sort of, but very, yes, yes. But And they're mainly along, um, um, particularly in the Midwest. Okay. Um, well, what we describe as the Midwest, right? Nebraska yeah. and Missouri, in that area. <laughs> That's the Midwest to me. But, yes, uh, yeah. I have a daughter that lives in Michigan, and she she says, no, they're the Midwest, yeah. right? But anyway, they, they're they going to be here, and they, they're a fine establishment. I'm very excited about that. Um, that'll be a, a good step forward. Awesome. Uh, yeah, big changes coming. Maybe if you could take us timeline through uh, some things, Keen. Uh, you said they're already moving dirt on the bypass road. Uh, does that mean we're a year away, uh, six months, two years, three years? What, what does that mean? 
So that means when the contractor finishes, we'll be done, <laughs> right? So the contract so calls true. for, yeah, and, and I say that because, well, anyone who's reasonably familiar with it knows that there are always hiccups along the way. But, but our contract calls for this first leg to be, which is about 95% of the linear distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be done by December 15, and we expect that contractor to, um, to be finished by then. Uh, and he should. And then the last part of that bypass road is a short stretch, but it has, we had to wait on that because it includes a bridge across um, Ash Creek. Oh. But we got approvals for that, and now that will go out to bid hopefully here within the next 30 days. Were there, uh, I hate to even bring it up, were there in EPA environmental uh, hiccups along the way, things you had to approve? And I mean, you know, did you have to move a prairie dog or some turtles? No, or, fortunately, you know? we didn't have any of those issues. We were, we were able to get all of the roadway donated by private parties, um, which was very nice. We, and we yeah. really appreciate them having that same uh, perspective that, that there was a need and they were willing to, to help out with that. Um, and, and also fortunately there were no, this is known or it would, there were already been studies done to show that this is not a sensitive habitat. Uh, none of this roadway is, it's hmm. just up in a, in a virgin desert area. Um, a and so there's no rock up, rock up there. Or? Uh, not a lot, no? more okay. sand, a lot okay. of sand and sandstone through there. And that's what, you know, they're moving a lot of dirt to get down. So you have a good solid base and don't have the sand that would flow underneath you. So theoretically, the road will be done at the end of the year, theoretically. Uh, well, by, yes, theoretically. <laughs> well, now, about- when I say the road, that's, it's, that's that first contract, right? The, the, the first um, 95%. Then that second contract, I don't, we don't have a deadline on that one yet, and I'm going to okay. guess that it'll probably be, well, it could be um, the same time frame because that's a much shorter distance, so it could be mid-December as well. But, but they've got to build a bridge. Correct. So and and uh, but as far as being actually diverting traffic and going on that road next year sometime. Yeah, I, I contract calls for it right at end of December, but or middle of December. If it's done by uh, middle of January, um, I would be reasonably happy. Um, I'd like to see it done this year. Yeah. Absolutely, we've been yeah. pushing hard, and we need because because as it is right now, I mean, the growth of Zion National Park and visitors attending Zion National Park, we feel that burden every day. It's loud. The traffic going right through the town, is it's a heavy burden. Uh, and so the sooner they get that done, the better. I lived, uh, this is a minor comparison, but I lived, uh, my backyard was on 300 East in Washington City. Um, we moved specifically because we didn't want to live on 300 East in Washington City anymore. There was motorcycles and tr- diesel trucks and up and down that hill all day long, all night long. And, you know, our our number one priority when we bought our new house was quiet behind us. And we actually live now, there's a park behind us. And that, that's no the way traffic. to do it, isn't it? And yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, so I, I feel your pain. Uh, what, what you're talking about with the, in a, in a minor personal scale, but the same, same idea. I, it, it makes sense to me. Okay. I know you're not in control of this. The water conservancy district is, but what about Tokerville reservoir? Yes, they've started construction finally. I'm very okay. happy about that. And that is important to Tokerville as well, particularly for its sustained growth, because that water will be used primarily for irrigation water in Tokerville, mm-hmm. which means that the spring water that we're currently using can then be used for, for drinking water, culinary, the yeah. culinary water, uh, rather than the secondary water, which is irrigation. 
So we're excited about that too. And that, I don't know what their timeline is. I have spoken, of course, I'm in close contact with him, uh, the water district that is. Uh, and, and I think they're, you know, they're very careful about what they say, when something will be done, when it won't be done. Cause there's many right. moving parts to that, including pipelines that'll bring it in and so forth. But, you know, I would think within about a year and a half from now, it should be pretty close to being done. I don't know if you heard about this, but we had Zach Renstrom on yesterday, and he talked about, I guess there's a really deep well in the New Harmony area, and it's, right now, as far as they can tell, it has nothing to do with their current well. It's like, one's like 500 feet, the other's like 3,000 feet deep, and if they can prove that they wouldn't be taking any water away from the one well, they'll be able to use that or not well, aquifer, I guess it is. Uh-huh. They'll be able to use that and pipe water into Washington County. That may eventually be some kind of factor because, you know, Tokerville is kind of on the way. So, that's a, that's know, a good point. I, I haven't is. heard much about that, uh, so I can't really speak on it, but that yeah. would be wonderful. Water is, a, is an issue. Absolutely it is, you know. And, uh, but wisdom and, and <laughs> um, being careful with how the growth is managed can make sure it goes a long ways toward making sure we have plenty of water. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Keen Ellsworth, mayor of Tokerville, about the future of Tokerville, commercial, residential, maybe industrial someday as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Andy Griffin with Troy Paul right now from the Barbecue Pit Stop. Barbecue Pit Stop is located just north of the boulevard, about 300 east behind Napa Auto Parts. It's a barbecue accessory store. You can get smokers there, anything you might need for barbecuing, including rubs and sauces. I love it. Now, Troy, today we're talking about going off the beaten path a little bit and Mm -hmm. smoking things that you wouldn't normally think about smoking. Yeah, so I, I like to just have people change in their mind that this is a smoker and convert it to this is a wood-fired oven. Ooh, okay. As soon as you start thinking this is just an oven that I keep outside, then you can start thinking differently about it. Hmm. It has a different fuel source, so you're used to your maybe your gas or electric oven on the inside, and that's your fuel source, but... When you take it to your outside oven, then it becomes your fuel source and a little bit of flavor, too. Ah. So the big thing is when you are at a low temperature, Andy, then you're going to be getting some good smoke flavor. Once you're up over 275, like even over 300 degrees, then you don't get as much of that really smoky flavor, but it is still a wood-fired kiss. that You get almost like when you go to like a a pizza place that has a wood-fired oven. It's not smoky. It's just wood-fired flavor. Oh, that's interesting. So I could cook, it's you know, bread or, or Italian food or even desserts on my outdoor oven? Sounds crazy, right? It but, does. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a pumpkin cheesecake a little oh, while ago wow. that's become a, a real fan favorite. Um, my wife does breadsticks. So just mm-hmm. normally she'd put them in the oven on the inside, but now we put them outside in the, our outdoor oven, which is, you know, our smoker. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the breadsticks are just incredible. And I see uh, some of the other things you've tried, lasagna. I'm having a hard time uh, uh, visualizing that in my head, lasagna in the smoker, but it works, huh? Same, like I say, it's an oven. And Hmm. so instead of doing it inside, just move it outside. Lasagna is incredible. French fries are are just really fun. Hmm. Um, Baked potatoes, um, pumpkin cheesecake, like I said before, or I know that you've done queso dip. Yeah, love the queso on there. And I've even seen online people do, like, they'll do their their, their mix, their Chex Mix. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Oven. So it's exciting, man. Try something new. Get out there on your smoker and put something on different. He's Troy from the Barbecue Pit Stop, located again just off the boulevard on the north side behind Napa Auto Parts. You can find just about anything to do with barbecue there at the Barbecue Pit Stop. Thanks, Troy. Thank you. Let's talk about Joe Shoney for a minute. He's a loan consultant, been serving Southern Utah for more than two and a half decades, and his specialty is well, taking care of you, making sure that you are happy, you the customer, you the loan person getting the loan. He wants you to understand that it's all about you. He'll keep you apprised of exactly what's going on all the way through the loan process. Online, 541 reviews, 4.96 out of five stars. It's five-star at review after five-star review after five-star review. His name's Joe Shoney, loan consultant. Give him a call today at 435-590-6300. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for listening to News Radio 890 92.5 KDXQ. We are your home for BYU sports. The latest news. I'm Greg Neff from the KDXU 24 Hour News Center. Here's what's happening. It's a- my show, The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome to the program. I'm Andy. Thank you for tuning in on this sunshiny Monday. And of course, the best of conservative politics from around the globe with the Travis and Sexton Show, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro, and Mark Levin. You can find it all right here on News Radio 890 925 KDXU. Welcome back to the Andy Griffin Show. My guest today is Mayor Keene Ellsworth from Tokerville. Keene, again, thanks for coming on. You were telling me during the break you used to have a radio show back in the day, huh? I, I did years ago, yes. Well, that's was, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun. We talked about legal issues that were just just, just uh, contemporary. How much uh, of law right now? Because you have to, obviously, you're not, you're not uh, certified in Utah, so you have to go to Nevada or Arizona. Do you still do quite a bit of that, or do you try to stay out of it now? I, I, I don't do much. No, there's still a little bit, though. There's some mm-hmm. carryover cases, probably uh, four or five. Um, uh, candidly, when the pandemic hit is when things mm-hmm. really changed because the court shut down and, yeah. and uh, really everything shut down. And so kind of put me in a situation to reevaluate what I was doing and how much I was doing of what and, and uh, kind of opened doors for me that I didn't see that were open before. And here we are. There we are. Well, I have a friend who's an attorney. Uh, he had some health problems and couldn't practice in court anymore. And so he adjusted his whole life to become a tax attorney mm. where he can do most of the work. It has nothing to do with court. It has to do with, you know, doing the homework. But uh, he's uh, parlayed that into a pretty good pretty good living. So That's great. Sometimes, yeah, like yeah. you said, you got to reevaluate yep. depending yep. on what life uh, throws at you. That's true. Uh, when I had Mitchell on uh, last year, uh he talked about how Tokerville with 1,700 residents was, before the dust cleared, going to be 17,000 residents or in that neighborhood, 10 times the, the growth. Uh, and I guess, is it Firelight? Is that the name of, of the big subdivision that's coming in, Keen? Uh, yes. So Firelight has um, ownership or control of about 1,700 acres of, of raw land. Wow. And and much of that is right on the bypass road, the new bypass road. So they are they are planning to come in and as near as i can tell it's about a 10 to 12 year project for them okay. uh, it's a mixed use it has commercial it has um uh, family single family residences and and and, and uh, also the you know starter homes uh it has estate homes and it has uh, active adult living uh, okay. planned anyway that's what's kind of on their on their big you know, general plan, if you will. Kind of like a Sun River, sort of. Yes, Only yes. And many of the principles behind Sun River are also the principles behind uh, Firelight. And okay. they're great people, great people to work with. Uh, they have done 
they've been really good at working with the city of Tokerville and, and wanting to be a good neighbor and a good partner there. And I, I really appreciate that. I like what you said earlier in the show. Look, it, it's coming. And there's really, I mean, not to sound fatalistic, but there's nothing you can do about it. The growth is coming. People are coming. So you can sit and mope about it and get angry and, and shake your fist at God or whatever you want to do, or you can start to prepare for it. And it seems like, Keen, you're like, okay, we've got to do something about it. We've got to prepare. Yes. You know, I saw when I lived in Las Vegas, I was on the uh, Las Vegas Planning Commission for a period of time. And what I saw there was growth that was just, it just overran the city. And you know, I was part of it because, you know, when, when the economy is hot in particular, people move in, right? That's what happens. And Or, as in our case, when the economy is dead in other regions of the, of the United States, people move here. And about uh, five years ago, I saw a study that showed that over 800,000 people were going to move into Utah from California alone. Wow. 800,000 people. Utah, which had 2 point something million until a couple of years ago. <laughs> that, exactly. And so if, you're, if we were to just close our eyes, we would be in a mess. And I don't want that. I do not want to have traffic jam after traffic jam. I don't want to see um, um, industrial in neighborhood. Uh, I don't want to see um, you know, high traffic commercial uh, next to city parks or regional, I mean, the small park areas where kids are walking around. There's yeah. ways to manage that. And that's what we want to do, right? We want to encourage, if the growth is coming, great, let's give it a place to go. Let's talk about the sports park a little bit. I don't know if it has a name yet, but uh, I could uh, detect a glint of excitement in your voice as you were talking about it at the Hurricane Chamber uh, last week. Um, this is something that could be big and, and important and pretty awesome. I think so. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's those that disagree with me and they make some good points, yeah. right? Uh, the, the plan right now, uh, and we don't have the land yet. I want to make that very clear. We're working with the, the Bureau of Land Management mm -hmm. to, um, through the Recreation and Public Purposes Act to acquire uh, approximately um, 607 acres. But which acquire, then meaning be, you would have to buy it from them? So, no, or we would, would first have... get it for a lease, and it's oh, okay. nominal lease. Um, I don't know the exact numbers yet. I don't think it's much. I think it might be as low as a dollar a year. You know, it's yeah. it's basically the, the Bureau of Land Management saying, here, we'll let you use this property um, with the ultimate goal to eventually have them deed it to the city. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they deed it via what they call a patent, so it's not really a deed, uh, or but it's it's a patent uh, equivalent to an ownership, but with strings attached. Um, and under the the Public Purposes Act, we or Recreation Public Purposes Act, we uh, the city can apply for it as long as it meets certain criteria. And so we've laid that all out uh, that we feel like there's a huge demand in this region for sport fields um, and and a complex. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, especially, and we met with the water district about it, and and of course they're very concerned about there being fields that have to be watered. Right. Well, eighty percent of these fields, if not more, are going to be artificial turf. Uh -huh. Very excited about that because now the amount of water that that will be required is almost almost zero. I mean, it's not zero because you still every once in a while, when it's the hottest time of the year, the hottest time of the day. Um, you hit them with a little bit of water in the morning, and then it evaporates slowly during the day, and that's how you keep them cool. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, there are many things to do. Uh, some people will say, well, they'll be so hot in the summertime. Yes, under the old way, but there are new technologies out there that keep the fields much, much cooler than they used to be. And I know I've been on those fields in the yeah. heat of the summer. Um, and when it's just that black crumb rubber uh, in between the the fake blades of glass, uh, grass, it it's hot. Yeah. But there are other materials you can use in addition to the crumb rubber that keep that temperature down. Mm, but the, the location is on the it's on the the west side of the freeway, um, okay. the opposite side that the city of Togerville sits on. Right. And we have in Togerville we have dark eye ordinances which would require all lighting to be uh, dark sky compliant, which yeah. I, I will insist on because we don't want to be this big glowing ball um, <laughs> exactly we want to keep it uh we want to make sure it fits in within the community as best that we can yeah. um, and those fields i mean everyone that's lived here for any period of time recognizes that especially during this time of year during the spring we get so many people here every single weekend yeah. for some kind of a tournament so we've met with the different groups uh the different primary or major tournament organizations to figure out how many fields they would need for each of the sports, and we've built to meet those needs. Right. So we have multi-use fields, which would be soccer, football, lacrosse, rugby. We have baseball fields. We have softball fields. We have little league fields. Um, right, you uh, haven't gotten to my favorite part yet. Pickleball. Pickleball, of course. Yes, yeah. and, and we do. <laughs> uh, we've actually had conversations, and we have a letter of intent from the International Federation of Pickleball. Did you know there was such an organization? No. No. But they're I, huge. I knew there was an American one. I didn't know there was an international There's one. There's an international one. And, yes, and they said they need 60 pickleball courts. And if we would build a minimum of 60 courts, they would bring their tournament and move their headquarters to Tokerville. Tokerville, Utah. So that's what we're doing. And that's what we put in our, our, our application with the BLM. And they are... When I say BLM, recognize I'm talking about Bureau of Land Management. Right, All right. right, right. In today's I world, you. I might have to <laughs> <laughs> clarify. But uh, and there they've uh, have accepted our application, and we're moving forward with it. So I'm I'm excited about that. Now there are those that aren't happy with the idea, and I understand that because we're taking raw land and we're making it a, a sports complex. Mm-hmm. But there's a need and there's a demand, and and if and that's a, that's, a, that's a great location for it. It's right along the interstate. There is no sense of habitat there. Now, by the way, we did get from the BLM our um, environmental checklist that we mm-hmm. have to now hire a, um, um, a surveyor or, uh, to come a in. scientist or whatever. Yes. Yeah. They come in and they're going to do a state study of the area and then they'll report that to make sure that, in fact, there are no sensitive lands there. And I know there aren't because there have been three other studies already done in that area not exact same place but very close to it with uh udot and with yeah. the, you know, the 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 water district for their um for the reservoir yes exactly mm. so i'm i'm comfortable that you know it's, it's never done until it's done but we're heading in the right direction and i i hope we can make that happen because i i know there's a big need for it I, personally my wife coaches women's lacrosse and we've had multiple tournaments scheduled for this area and had to cancel them over the years because there were no fields available or we had a snowstorm or we had a rainstorm and the fields that were available were too wet to play on and so we just had to cancel Mm. the tournaments i mean it's there's just examples like that over and over again and this will hopefully fill that need that growing need year after year also 
trails. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Tracks that are part of that for competition. So people don't like to do this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, if you will, what are the odds that this happens? Is it a 50-50 at this point? Is it 70-30? Is it 25-70? What, what are the odds? That's really, really hard to quantify. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so here's what I'll say. Um, I think it was, a, I'll call it a, a only a 10% chance until the BLM accepted our application. Then I think it jumped up to about a 50-50 chance. Okay. Then they gave us that checklist. And after having reviewed that checklist with multiple potential contractors to do that work, I think that um, the odds are getting better and better every day. Um, that, But there's, there's you know, it's, it's never over because... Once the check, once the study's done, then we submit that to, to the BLM, and then the BLM will hold public hearings on it, and then we'll see what happens from there. Uh, you know, if if they find some rare plant or animal species out there that, that we're not familiar of and or familiar yeah. with, and then everything could go. Everything by the way, in a hurry. Yes. Yeah. There's an old saying out there for those that work. With the BLM, that all, uh, all all great things die in NEPA, right? Which <laughs> NEPA is that survey we're talking about. I think I've heard that a yeah. few times. And yeah, and that could very well be the case. But, you know, if we take a step back, the Hurricane, uh, the, the San Hollow Golf Course was the same application that Hurricane City did mm-hmm. for, for that golf course. And that that's a great... Worked out pretty well, didn't it? It, it really has. It really has. And, and uh, I, I'm confident that if we can... Um, you know, cross all the T's and dot all the dies. I think it will be equally beneficial to our region, the sports part. Seems like to me you are definitely making an effort instead of uh, shaking your fist at the sky. You're going, all right, we, we've got growth coming. Let's embrace it and let's make the best of it. Yes, and, and steer it. If we can steer yeah, it, I'll steer be it. much more comfortable with it. Now, if you get something like that sports park, you're going to need hotels, uh, motels, uh, restaurants, things like that. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to drive to St. George to stay and then drive back to Tokerville to compete. I mean, they might, but... They, they will. They will. It'll be a regional impact, especially mm-hmm. because at first, we have none. You have none, yeah. But I'm confident that as soon as the... Um, as soon as we get the um, study done, the environmental study done and submit it to BLM, and as soon as the BLM agrees, and if they agree to provide that lease to Tokerville, that's when I think you'll see uh, a lot of private industry step up to fill the needs that you're just talking about, restaurants and, and uh, hotels and so forth. Tokerville is a place that, like I said, for a long time has just been, and you fell in love with it, with it this way, just a little blip on the map, a little little dot on the map, but it sounds like... Uh, the growth is inevitable, and uh, you've got to got to try to greet it, and like you said, steer it. Uh, are you, as mayor, are you worried? Are you scared? Are you like, man, we got to do this right because you only get one shot at it? <laughs> you know, um, yes and no. Yeah. The the yes part is, yeah. I, I mean, it's coming, mm-hmm. and and if it doesn't work out right, you know, I'm going to be hated and blamed, uh, <laughs> and and I'm okay with that because. Because I'll, I'll do all I can to make it right. 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 Uh, um, the, I mean, here's the thing that we're doing all we can to push the growth out to the new area where the bypass road is and out towards the freeway, which is the natural place where it should be. Mm-hmm. 
let's keep our downtown Tocqueville quiet and slower paced. Then, then the locals, we're, 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 you know, we want to push that stuff away so it doesn't bleed over onto us. Uh, and then for those that want to come to Tokerville, hey, you're welcome to come. We've got a place for you to go. Uh, <laughs> there's new development out there. You know, you, you can't really move into the town and then close the doors and say, now no one else gets to move in, right? That's, yeah. that's illogical. I think a and lot of people feel that way, but you're right. It's... When you think about it for just a few moments, that doesn't make any sense. Because oh. then everybody would be locked out, yeah. right? Um, uh, I, I'm, I, I only moved there 12 years ago. The guys that moved there 15 years ago would want to shut the gates and not let me in, right? And me here, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> it, it makes no sense to, to try to say, ah, oh, we're going to be exclusionary. I'd rather see us be inclusive, embrace it, but in the right way and in the right location. Sounds like a great attitude, Keen. Uh, how long do you anticipate you'll be? Uh, are you going to run again? I mean, I know you just got made mayor. Are you, are you here for the long haul? Is this, is this your baby for a little while? You hope? Well, I'm in Tocqueville for the long haul. How yeah. long I'll do this, I have no idea. It's a four-year term. Uh, I think yeah. I'll make it at the end of four years. <laughs> you know, but uh, run, I run you out of town on a rail. Exactly. You, you never know what tomorrow brings. But uh, <laughs> I have no intention of moving, and I have every intention of making it a, a wonderful place to live long term for 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 us that have been there for a while and for those that are are going to be coming in over the next 10 years and it will be it's a great place i mean well no tokerville's a horrible place to live it it, (laughs) the wind blows too much right and (laughs) it's right next to laverkin where they got those stinky hot springs and you know it once in a while the wind blows our direction it's just a bad place to live right that's what we want to tell everybody I don't think that's working. So <laughs> it's I don't not. Think it's working. <laughs> it's not. But I say it in jest anyway because it really is a wonderful place it is to a be. Beautiful place. Yeah. I feel very fortunate to live there. Well, uh, Keen, I, I, we're going to do three segments. I think we'll wrap this up in two segments. But uh, thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, the future of, of Tokerville is. I think, you know, I live in St. George. I've lived in Hurricane. I've lived in, you know, Santa Clara area. I've lived in Washington. Uh, and so I've never lived in Tokerville, but I, I've looked at it and I've gone, okay, Tokerville is maybe never going to be anything but what it is now, but it's it's definitely changing. It's going to be a little bit different. Hopefully you can retain that old world charm, though. Yeah, and that is our goal. And, and it will change. Everybody, every every community changes. You know, Tokerville is the oldest community in this whole valley. That's right. Right. But the forefathers continued to push people away from Tokerville. As mm. people came, they said, oh, don't stay here. Don't settle here. Go south. Go further south. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you see St. George and Washington City and Ivins and Santa Clara. They all are much, much larger than Tokerville. And, <laughs> and part of that was because they just kept pushing them south. Well, it's kind of like pouring water in a glass. You continue to pour it to the bottom, but eventually it fills up to the top. And that's where we are. <laughs> Well, Keen, uh, it's been so so good getting to know you today. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with your thank you. sweet wife, Sonny, and all those kids and grandkids. I thank you. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me on again today. appreciate it. And if you ever have any questions about Tocqueville, feel free to give me a call. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Open line Friday tomorrow on The Andy Griffin Show. We'll talk to you then.